could you wheeze a little quieter, kid? I'm trying to talk here. Excuse me, Mr. Stone. My son has a, a, a condition. Oh, uh, uh, you must be pretty good to uh, win all this stuff. Well, I don't like to brag or anything. Yeah, I bet you're almost as good as uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris? He doesn't compete anymore, kid. And one of the reasons, one of the main reasons he doesn't is me. <laughs> okay, let's... Uh... Yeah. He doesn't compete because I would kick his ass. Let's go, son. Come yeah. on. Kick his ass. Got you the first time. Kick his ass, Drew. Kick his ass. Got, you got to admire the confidence of Piscopo, right? He is the ultimate confident fighter. Like, he doesn't think he's going to lose. <laughs> I believed him. I believed him, too. I, I thought he was going to kick his ass in the, I, the tournament. Up until I was, oh, yeah, Chuck Norris is going to kick his I ass. I believed him, too. And until yeah. Cheater Chuck Norris decided he's just going to join this <laughs> jo- join this uh, this tournament here. I mean, That's come a, on now. Let's, let's save that fire for later. Cheater <laughs> called the, the great Chuck Norris. Welcome to episode 55 of the Last Row Podcast. My name is Drew, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, life partner, best friend, maybe not best friend. Sidekick? Sidekick. <laughs> why, why did it take me five tries to get that? Oh, man. Mr. Badway across the room. Our website is thelastrowpodcast.com. We are on Twitter at thelastrowpod, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod, Google+. Plus. Got a new iTunes review this week. All Thank right. you. Slowly climbing up to that JCD split. Let's get one a week there. Google Play Music. What's going on, Badway? What are we watching this week? So the movie is Sidekicks, and um, starring Barry Gabruski, Chuck Norris, <laughs> Chuck Norris, <laughs> Joe Piscopo, Joe Piscopo. So you know, if we are Sidekicks, which one of us is Chuck Norris, or which one of us is Jonathan? I Brandis? think you're Chuck Norris. Am I Chuck Norris? I, I'm, I'm wheezing over here. I don't know, you got a better, you got a better beard than me, but you would wheeze. I'm wheezing over know. here. You got a bad back. <laughs> <laughs> We're both Barry Gabruski. Yeah, well, Chuck Norris is old as shit now, so maybe he's got a bad back. I don't know. Can I be Chuck Norris with the mullet from the from the warehouse scene? You, yeah, with a sawed off shotgun, the greased up mullet. Yeah, you, you, yeah. He really missed an opportunity for a ponytail there. Really, yeah. I mean, he really did. Yeah, but the mullet was so strong. There's no need for the ponytail. <laughs> Brandis should have had the ponytail in that scene. Yeah, he really should have. Yeah. He could have pulled it back. Try to copy too much, man. Yeah, Try to copy. Anyway, sidekicks. Uh, it's a long time coming. We talked about this movie as like a childhood favorite of ours. Might not be as well known. So if you don't know about this movie. Just go to this website called www.youtube.com. That's Y-O-U-Tube.com. And uh, just search Sidekicks. You know, it's on there. The full thing is on there, man. I, I hesitate to link to it because I don't, I might want to watch it in the future and yeah. I don't want to like send, you know, 50 downloads to it for <laughs> for the 50 people. That yeah, if we have that much influence. The 5,000 yeah. people that listen to sure. this show, I, I really don't want it to get yeah. taken down. But let's be serious. Who the hell is taking this down yeah. for copyright request? Yeah, it's free on YouTube. So go watch it. Honestly, it's... That's it's, how we just watch it. It's, it's, it's a very good movie. <laughs> Uh, but maybe not. Maybe if you haven't seen it if, when you were a kid, you're like, what the hell is this crap? This crappy movie. But as you'll listen, you'll know. Sidekicks, 1992. Thriller, drama. I don't know about thriller, Drew. Thriller? I think I forgot to change this from our last notes. Yeah? Is it? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> My bad. Directed by the inept Aaron Norris. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. This director inept. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Chuck, maybe Chuck Norris thought so. I, I'm sorry, I forgot to actually. Uh, as I was pacing this in, this score is up to date. Though. All right, full disclosure, people. So last week we we recorded our podcast at like at like midnight yeah. on a Friday. It's now 3 a.m. Now it's like 11 p.m. on a Monday night. 
And so the, the, the quality of the show is going downhill rapidly. So please, That's please bear with us. Are. Please bear with us. Uh, <laughs> the IMDb score is right, though. 4.9 IMDb out of That's 10. That's right. It's, I get it. It's legit because the movie's not that good, but yeah. it's great. Mark for Death is better, yeah. but this is, this is better. Barry. Both better. Barry is an asthmatic kid having trouble in life in general. That's a pretty generic statement there. I mean, we could just like end it right there. <laughs> That's it. Period. He lives with his father, a computer programmer in Texas. Barry is struggling to get by in life, dealing with his rough school life. Too much, too much How life. Many life. Too much life. How many lives in there? <laughs> How many lives. lives in there? He's got no life. Bullies as well as his health. Barry's only source of enjoyment is fantasizing that he is with Chuck Norris. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not that kind of movie. It's not that kind of movie. <laughs> I did not write this. I want to be with you. I, he said. I want to be with That's you. That's what he said. You want to be to, with me? Chuck. I did not write this. I promise. Barry becomes sick of getting picked on by the bigger guys and decides to learn karate in hopes of one day meeting the great Chuck Norris. So he can be with him. So he can be with him forever. <laughs> I, I said this movie is, should also be called Sidekicks, Colin. How many times can you read the same magazine? <laughs> <laughs> he does have that one magazine. It's like... He, get, he gets it ripped at one point and yeah. he tapes it back tapes up it just together. so he can carry it around like he's staring at it. Now his dad is in computers, Drew. So right. you think he has enough money to get him a subscription Look. so he gets the next month's... You know who else was in computers? Mr. Right. Zach Morris's dad. Yeah, the, 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 two most famous, the two most famous guys in computers <laughs> yeah, but, in, in pop culture. But he, see, he's a computer programmer. Yeah. I feel like in 92, the programmers didn't get the credit. It was no. all the salesmen. Like you look about Steve Jobs, like Zach yeah. Morris's dad. He yeah. didn't know what he was doing. How many computers. units can you push through? He was selling. He was yeah. selling units. He was selling those uh, those IBMs. So yeah, Barry's getting all of his daydreams from this one freaking magazine, and he's got a VHS library of dead. Chuck Norris movies, yeah. Delta Force. Got. Yeah. So I, I just want to ask you, like, let's start by talking about this. This is a very popular movie for people in our, I'll say, like our age range. If you're between the ages of 30 and 32, I feel like you like this movie. Yeah, and, and I feel like when we talked about this as part of our nostalgia movies, yeah. we linked to that last week. We did an episode on that. This was one on, I think it was on one of our lists. I think it was mine. Um, everybody wrote in to tell us that listens to the show, like, hey, I love that movie. There's a couple other people that had this on their list, their favorite list, too. It's high time we do this one. Yeah, and my question is, why is this movie for free on YouTube and you can't buy it anywhere on DVD? Dude, if you want to buy it, you need to buy the European like region yeah. lock, and it's like $50 on Amazon. Who's the moron that owns the rights to this movie that's not capitalizing on like the nostalgia purchases of this movie? Well, and that's the thing, like, right? So you talk about Chuck Norris, and Chuck Norris in you could say in the early 2000s when like the alphabet of manliness came out with Maddox and all these things, yeah. the Chuck Norris meme became a thing. It yeah. became a thing. Like yeah. why did this movie not blow up? Yeah. Cause this is the most ridiculous. This might be the most ridiculous Chuck Norris movie ever because like the, the daydream see the daydream scenes of right. a deranged teenager shows you like the most outlandish of Chuck Norris situations. That That's what I don't understand. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, fantasizing about being with him, you know, in more ways than one. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's like you you watch this. It just it blows my mind that this isn't more widely distributed. It's for free on YouTube and it hasn't we, been taken down. Can we explore this? Can we buy the rights to this movie? You and I, I would love this to. This is we an can, investment we can we can we can do. Start a distribution. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get anybody that listens to this. You wants to get in on this. We can yeah. we can pull our money I got five together. Bucks. I mean, I'll, I'll chip in, you know. But I mean, did you watch? So tell me, did you watch this as a kid? Do you remember it? Absolutely. I mean, it was it was a staple of my VHS collection. Yeah. You know? Taped it all on Showtime or something like that. I don't know. I think my mom might have rented it for me one time, Friday Night Rental. 
And it's like you see it once and you're kind of hooked. It's like it's the ultimate story of a daydreamer, you know? That's a bit of a daydreamer. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because I said when we were watching this on YouTube, did this even come out in theaters? And I couldn't remember. It definitely did. It definitely did, yeah. but I did not see it in theaters. I saw it on a VHS rental that my dad got from a little known rental shop in, in our hometown called West Coast West Video. West Coast Video. Which we are on the East Coast. Yeah, next to a Pizza Hut, man. Yeah, so it's like... That's how I saw this. Yeah. And I, I was hooked instantly. Like you can, you know, draw the comparisons to Karate Kid. You know, obviously oh, Karate Kid's a better movie yeah. from a cinematic quality. Some but might, I'd argue this is more fun. Some might call it a ripoff. I would call it a ripoff. That's all right. But I mean you you can say it's a ripoff, yeah. but it's it's kind of not. It's just a kid that learns karate. He's getting bullied. Yeah. It's this the same is, movie. This is definitely lighter tone. The same. So what do you what do you yeah. like better? This or Karate Kid? Karate Kid's better. I still I like Karate Kid better too. Right, I'm not gonna lie. Okay. But this, I definitely, like, I saw Karate Kid when I was, like, a teenager, right. I feel like. I didn't see Karate Kid as a kid. Right. I saw this as a kid, so it's, like, gives me all the feels, you know what I mean? I feel like I could yeah. rewatch this more yeah. than Karate Kid because it's it's lighter and it doesn't require, like, heavy viewing. You know, when you're watching oh, Karate yeah, Kid, yeah. it's kind of, like, heavy. And you can kind of fast forward through the scenes of him getting bullied and go to, like, the Chuck Norris scenes. And then just little things like the fist on the mat at the tournament. Yeah. Right? Like that's that right there. That's an iconic fist. Like I want a T-shirt with that fist on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we can make that happen. Yeah. Last row. Last yeah. row studio. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if they're not going to take it off of YouTube, they're not going to. They're certainly yeah. not going to get gonna, us for selling a fish on the copyright infringement. The, the, the Texas tournament. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of like in this movie too. Last Action Hero meets Karate Kid. If you think about it, I think Last Action Hero came out. This is '92. Last Action Hero was what '94 or something. I want to say '94. Yeah. It's around the same time, yeah. a couple years later or whatever. And I look at that as like. Did they copy off of this? It's very, very similar in tone, right? Yeah. It's the kid meets his hero. He teams up with them. This is more realistic, though, because he's actually fighting with him in a tournament. Yeah, Norris goes from screen to dream to reality. One last question for you before we jump into the characters and just kind of the movies. Um, actually, two. I lied. The first yeah. is, who's a better actor, Ralph Macchio or Jonathan Prandis? And Jonathan- if you swap them, would either movie be better or worse? Jonathan Prandis, hands down, is better than Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Ralph Macchio sucks, all right? Yeah. <laughs> As good as the Karate Kid movies are, part of the reason why they're good is because he's so bad. Yeah. You know? But he's he's like endearing bad. It's like, yeah. he's like Schwarzenegger, like that kind of actor. He's not great, but yeah. it's like, it's fun. And also he's like 30. So so the, the last thing I want to talk to you too about before we jump in is a little bit about Chuck Norris. Like, were you a fan of him? I'm talking before the memes. So yeah. talk about Chuck Norris back in the 80s and 90s before Walker, Texas Ranger blew up on USA were you a fan of Chuck Norris like you were of Seagal, Schwarzenegger, Stallone? Because he's kind of the forgotten man. Yeah, no. No, I wasn't at all. Like, I knew, I knew Chuck Norris as Walker, Texas Ranger on USA Network before or after wrestling. I don't know which one. With the action jeans? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like the commercials for it during wrestling, during Monday Night Raw, and the early stages of Monday Night Raw. That's like what I know Chuck Norris as for the most part. And this movie, Sidekicks. He was, his prime as far as like Hollywood movies go was... Probably in the like the early eighties. Yeah. Back even before I was born and in the seventies even. So I kinda like missed the Chuck Norris boat, as most of us did that, you know, came to know and love this movie. Would you say remember the movie that we played last week with when we played Oscar's plot fiction with a Denzel Oscar movie where he played baseball before he people got paid to play baseball? Yeah, yeah. Would you say that Chuck Norris was doing action movies before people really got paid to do action movies? Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of them look bad. I've seen a few of them and they were bad. He peaked he's, too early. He's awesome in them, but like the movie's just awful. It's like his like his movies are, are on par with the Seagulls, you know? Yeah. But, Seagal, but I like, think, like late Seagal, not early Seagal. Right, right. And and I think Chuck Norris, so we talked about Seagal as a fighter, right? Chuck yeah. Norris is an actual fighter. Yeah. Like he's actually 
a fighter. Yeah, and winning karate tournaments. They say he never lost except for the like the only man to beat him was Bruce Lee. Like I don't know. It's always like a legend. Who knows if it's real or not. And there there was another situation where I think I knew a guy in high school and he was he was actually the black belt. And there's a story where there's one guy that beat Chuck Norris that wasn't Bruce Lee or something. Yeah. And my friend beat the guy that beat Chuck Norris. So he beat Chuck Norris. So it became a thing like, yeah. oh yeah, he beat Chuck Norris. <laughs> and these guys, like, he was a friend of mine from yeah. high school and it was always something that we always talked about. It was really funny. Just just like the Eagles beat the Atlanta Falcons. Right, so, so the they're Falcons Super Bowl the Falcons champions. The Super Bowl this year, the Eagles are actually Super right. Bowl champs. And they beat yeah. the Sealers, so you yeah. know, they're AFC champs yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's exactly it's the logic properties. Yeah, it's transitive properties. So you mentioned Barry, a.k.a. Barry Wary. Barry Wary, as we all know. A.K.A. You can do it, Barry. A.K.A. Don't give up, Barry. Yeah. A.K.A. Wrap your leg around that rope, Barry. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about Barry. What What's this kid's deal? You You read a, a bit about it in the synopsis. Like, what is this kid's deal? Like, what's his backstory? We don't know much. So his mom died. She She's dead. She's dead. His mom's dead. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. He must have been five? What is he, like 15 in this movie? I'd say he's in high school, so he's... Call him 15. Call him 15. Say he's like a sophomore. He's not driving. Right. He's too nervous to drive. His probably. dad drives him to school. Yeah. So he can't drive. Yeah, on his way to his computer job. Uh, Selling programming yeah. for Zach Morse's dad. So mom's dead. Um, he's got asthma, but we learned that he kind of doesn't have asthma. It's like it's like mental. Do you think it's in his head? Yeah, I think it's in his head. You don't think it's real? No, I think he's faking it. Like not faking it, but he's like, <laughs> he's, he's psyching it. it. He might be faking it. He's psyching himself out. You know the kind of thing where you're like, he's a weird kid, right? Like so, a panic attack type thing? Yeah, no, no. This is where I'm going with this. He's a weird kid, so like he's having daydreams, he's calling out Chuck Norris's name in, in bed and in, in school. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't want to be with him. So if way. you're the weird kid in school and nobody likes you, you might get beat up a lot, and it's sad, right? Right. So what if like he uses the inhaler as like his shield, or you don't want to beat the kid up with the inhaler, right? Oh yeah, like it's a like a like a don't hit a don't hit a guy with glasses kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't hit a guy with the glasses, would you? Yeah, you wouldn't hit a guy with the inhaler, I would see you? That. It's kind of thing where you roll up on him with a fist like a bully, and he pulls the inhaler out. It's like this huge freaking inhaler, and then sucks it in. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that inhaler looked like a car muffler. Like that's yeah. how big that thing was. Yeah. It was huge. It was the Zach Morris equivalent of a phone type of type of inhaler. Absolutely. It. it I. I just wasn't really having that thing. I've seen inhalers before, and in 1992, I mean, I don't have one. I never yeah. had one, but I can't imagine it was really that big. Yeah, so he's having these crazy daydreams. So what do you think about his daydreams? Like, what kind of like, what kind of issues does this kid really have? I think that since his dad is just absentee, he's he's trying to like compensate maybe for being both parents, uh-huh. but like he's not, and his dad like doesn't really listen to him, so he needs a father figure. <sighs> and Chuck Norris is the father figure that he doesn't have. He like escapes into this world of this guy's pretty awesome. I wish he was my dad. Yeah. I- I gotta fight you on that. Although his dad's doing the best he can. All I'm right? not saying he's a bad father. He's a good father. I'm just saying that he doesn't really pay attention to him. His dad's a little pipsqueak, honestly. He needs a he's a strong male figure, I guess. But he doesn't he doesn't pay attention to him. Though. That's he does the thing. It. Like, like he's there for him. He's trying, but he's, maybe he just doesn't know how. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. he's watching out for his needs. Yeah, he's got he drives him to school. He packs his lunch for him. You know, he buys him Chuck Norris movies. But he's kind of a weakling, kind of spineless himself. That, that's what I yeah. mean, and I, I feel like. That kind of thing, like he he's looking for that that role model, and his yeah. dad's just kind of his his provider, right? It's yeah. almost like Mister Mom situation yeah. where he doesn't have that that fatherly figure. He's just being like a a he's a parent. That's yeah. what he is. He's just a parent, parent number one, right? But back to Barry. So 
is it fair to say that this kid should be institutionalized for how far these dreams that was, go? Dude, that was something I was going to ask you when we were watching this, right? So let me let me give you a little bit of background. If you haven't seen this movie, it, it doesn't matter, right? Like you just yeah. follow along. This kid has the most vivid dreams that daydreams. one could imagine. Daydreams. Yes, not he's not sleeping. He's yeah. sitting in class calling out to Chuck Norris. <laughs> like calling out to him. Like, "Hey Chuck," and they're like, "What are you who are you talking to?" Like he's literally speaking yeah. out loud. And I think the one part he's in class and he just says so, I don't even know what he says. He just he erupts. And everyone yeah. starts laughing at yeah. him and he's like calling out to Chuck Norris. Yeah, he's like, Chuck Norris thanks him and he goes like, anytime, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, and I'll do anything it, for you, then Chuck. It, then he opens his eyes and realizes that he's in the middle of class and the like entire, everyone's laughing at him. The entire class is laughing at him. And you and know, inhaler time, it's inhaler time. Right? It's, it's like his little mask. <laughs> well, and there's something with bullying, right? So there's yeah. definitely such a thing as bullying, but I feel like you would probably laugh, like even if you're yeah. not a mean it's person, a it's like, yeah. what the hell's going on yeah. here? I think he would be committed. Who yeah. talks to imaginary people right. at 15 years old? And he had a, like the one-on-one meeting with his teacher, and he was literally seeing a ninja with a sword coming at him. Yeah. And he was like, trying to block his teacher. Like, that's like, oh, problems. I'm pushing out a Charlie yeah. horse. Like, he could have thrown a punch at her thinking she was a ninja, and all of a sudden he had the teacher. And now you're really in trouble. And I think that you're right. I think probably, maybe the teacher's too much of an enabler. Yeah. <laughs> but I think just most people in this situation would probably go to an institution. Yeah. <laughs> I think... That's a valid, valid concern. So, so in these dreams, let's talk about the dreams a little bit here. Yes. It's like probably the best parts of the movie. So in these dreams, he's helping Chuck Norris in all the situations. They're kind of mirroring some of Chuck Norris's movies from, from past, like kind of loosely based on some of his previous movies. And he's always like Chuck requires his help. And he's always like, he's there to save the day. Yeah. He's like the sidekick. Yeah. The sidekick. But he's basically, yeah, he is Chuck's sidekick. He's Batman. He's, yeah. he's Robin he's to Robin. Batman. Yeah. To where eventually, as he gets stronger, as he trains in karate with um, with his... Um, Mr. Lee. With Mr. Lee, who we'll talk about later. It's almost where the last one he has, like, he almost, like, became the leader and Chuck was the sidekick. Yes. Right? So, do you have any, like, favorite... Do you have a favorite one of these dreams he had? There was, like, a lot of them. There was, like, maybe six or seven daydreams in this movie. I actually... I love the first one because the first one... And it's funny, like he comes, he, as you were saying, he grows in the dreams. He becomes yeah. more confident. In the first dream, they both have masks on. Yeah. And he's like that white ninja. Yeah. And it's clearly not him. The, <laughs> the, the Chuck Norris ninja was definitely him. Yeah. This guy was definitely not him. And then they take the mask off in the end. But I like that one. And my other favorite one is the one where they come out of the water. Like, I don't know if that's the Delta Force movie or whatever, where Chuck Norris, he's under the water. The teacher's tied up. Master Stone is basically trying her up with some gunpowder to blow up the things behind her. Chuck Norris comes out of the swamp yeah. or out of the creek or whatever the hell it is, and he just starts shooting this giant machine oh, gun. Yeah. Like he's got to put the the powder out, so he shoots it out. He shoots the powder out, and yeah. then Barry comes up too and shoots next to him. Like I'd got to imagine if Chuck Norris is 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 like your dude. Yeah, that's the ultimate. Like even <laughs> as an actor, if Jonathan Brandis is acting in that scene, that's got to be awesome. It's yeah. slow motion, giant machine yeah. guns. So it had awesome. to be it had to be fun for Brandis to shoot those scenes, and um, I believe that movie is missing in action. Yeah, which okay. I I haven't seen, but I've seen clips of. I I think I know the cover based yeah. on what you're saying. What's a what's, badass cover? What's your favorite flashback? Or it's tough. I mean, DJ? that one's obviously up there, especially with the emergence of the two. They're like hippos coming out of the water. Yeah, and shit. Exactly. <laughs> they <laughs> so, really are hippos. Yeah. Um, I like the Western one. I don't know why. It just it's so cheesy, but it's the the ultimate like just daydream of him just pretty much bitch slapping Piscopo five times. The scene where he he's yeah basically he's doing the. Gun shuffling, gunslinger, gunslinging, yeah, whatever. He's gunslinging. What, what do they call that? I don't even know. Guns. It's Tor- like Torley McGee. 
It's like 5 a.m. now. Flippity-doos. <laughs> We're yeah. like 5 a.m. I don't remember what it is, but he's twirling the guns. <laughs> That's really awesome. And the way yeah. he does the shot of yeah. milk and they yeah. just all make fun of him, even his own dream. It's hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's such a bitch in his own dream. He can't order a beer or a whiskey. He's like, oh, for milk. Chuck Norris validates it too. He's like, yeah. you know what? I'll have a milk too. <laughs> and obviously, the, the I, I believe it's the final one where he, they come out in like trench coats, sawed off shotguns and killer mullets. The bullets were so good. He really should have had a ponytail. Yeah. He should have had a ponytail. And Piscopo was like full on psycho super villain. Yeah. Um, just, just going off the rails, which he must have had a great time filming that movie. Just him, him in this role was, was amazing. And let's talk a little bit about Lee Stone and Piscopo. Yeah. It's a perfect time, right? Perfect transition. I loved him in this role, man. Like he was so much, he was so much like the comedic villain, like, Mr. Creases, yeah, like like Sensei Creases in Karate Kid. He he had the just that attitude that he could kick Chuck Norris's ass, which was hilarious. And he didn't take himself seriously. Like he took himself so seriously that he didn't take yeah. himself seriously. I thought the actor did a phenomenal job. Yeah, we uh we talked about this when we just watched it just now. That growing up, didn't know that he was like a comedian, right? Right, right. I had no idea. I, All I knew him was yeah, his this. I thought he was just like a bad actor. Like I didn't know that it was like he was playing this role like so tongue-in-cheek it's that camp. it was like it was camp like i just thought he was a bad actor in a funny way like i always enjoyed him but years later i come to find out that he oh yeah he was an snl back in the day and this and that and just made me like the character that much more yeah i thought he did a great job and i love just how cocky he was He's, and just the way that he basically kicked barry out like he yeah. won him in the class yeah, like, who turns away a student man <laughs> He was so like the fact that like in the intro you hear that it's like he he has this thing against Chuck Norris. Yeah. It's not like Chuck ever did anything to him. Like where did they start this feud? Yeah. And the kid didn't doesn't know Chuck Norris at that point. He's just like mentioned him like, "Oh, I read it in a magazine. Chuck Norris is awesome." And the kid the Piscopo just takes him out. But see, they treated it like the Seagal Van Dam feud. Like they they were on some late night talk show and they were about to fight each other. Yeah. But I remember reading something about that. It's a small tangent. There was some story that I read about JCVD and Steven Seagal, like they try to get into a fight at some party. I think yeah. it was at was it Stallone's house or something in L.A. Oh yeah, I think well, I think I heard the story Stallone's house. Yeah, yeah, it was at Stallone's house in L.A. or something. And Van Dam tried to fight Seagal. Seagal left, and he was like talking so much shit, like basically he wouldn't he wouldn't do it. And JCVD <laughs> tracked him down to find him to try to fight him. See, that's that's awesome. When a guy's that desperate to fight you. Like, as Seagal, he was that desperate to yeah. fight Seagal. Seagal has no choice but to turn him down. Well, they said that Seagal ran away. Like, he didn't want to do it. I wouldn't say run away. I would <laughs> say, like, he probably clowned him. Like, look at this guy. He's so desperate to touch me. Look at him. This he's, guy's doing he's splits over here. everywhere. Come on. This, this guy's pathetic. This guy's doing splits this, over here. This guy's pathetic. Meanwhile, Chuck Norris can kick all their asses. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Yeah, like you mentioned with um, with Stone... I had no idea that Piscopo was this comedic actor on SNL. And I go back and watch yeah. SNL with my uncle one day, and I'm like, who this? That's the guy from Sidekicks. He's like, what? Like Joe Piscopo? He's freaking ripped, too, man. He is. He was really ripped. Super oily, super buff. Totally greased up. Yeah. Just, it was getting so steamy in here when we were watching that <laughs> scene. <laughs> it was getting real steamy. Barry Kabrowski yeah. wants to be with Chuck, but man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta call up Lee Stone here. <laughs> So getting back to the dream sequences for a second. So Piscopo as St Stone, we'll call him Stone. Stone, right? yeah, yeah, Stone. Stone is the main villain in each one of Barry's like daydreams after he gets kicked out of his uh, kicked out of that dojo for trying to dare, you know, trade yeah. with him. So in every ridiculous scene that follows, Stone is more and more prevalent in these like in the in the role of the villain in his little daydream that ultimately gets like 
gets the shit kicked out of him by yeah. Doris and and Barry. But do you think that he should actually be the villain, right? Because the next guy that I want to talk about, Randy Cellini. Randy Cellini. Mr. He's asking for another asking brick. for another brick. He is really the yeah. villain, and Stone becomes the focal point of it, and it's like his daydreams adapt, right? So yeah. eventually Winnie Cooper becomes the girl he's trying to save, all this stuff, right? And he becomes the master, and Chuck Norris becomes the sidekick. Cellini never becomes the main villain. He's always like a henchman. And all Stone really did was turn him away from class. That was really yeah. it. Cellini's the one there every day kicking his ass, right? In school, yeah. beating him up and wrestling him naked in the showers. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, you know, he's really kicking his butt <laughs> all wrestling day. Wrestling him naked in the showers. <laughs> what what I mean? copy of this movie did you have? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's like 5 a.m., yeah. right? It's like, no, um, Maybe here's here's my theory. You you would think that Shalini would be the main villain in his daydreams, but the fact that Stone dare besmirch the name Chuck Norris in yeah. his presence, Barry had no choice but to forever put him on his the top of his list, his hit list. So That's to like speak. somebody talking shit on Nick Cage yeah. here. I don't care what you do to me. You can kick my ass, but I dare you. Talk about my man Chuck Norris like that, and that's yeah. why Barry put him as public enemy number one, Lee Stone. What do you what do you think of Cellini then as a villain? Like him and like you go back it's Billy Zapka, right? Yeah, so you got right. the the dynamic between Crease and Billy Zapka in Karate Kid. If you don't know who yeah. Billy Zapka is, he's the kid Johnny, right? Sweep the leg yeah. Johnny. What what's the dynamic between these two? Because you don't really see him like he's in the class just standing there. He's not yeah. really doing any sparring. He's just kind of there. Yeah, he's you, don't, in his you class. don't see how good or bad he is at karate. Billy Zapka kick your ass. And yeah. He will, he should have kicked Ralph Macchio's ass. In a real fight, like, I'm not talking about points here. Yeah. You know? Talking like about a, street a real fight. fight. Yeah. Like, they kind of did outside when they yeah. were dressed, like, you know, in the in the skeleton outfits. Yeah, Zach will whoop his ass, right? In this movie, Cellini gets punked <laughs> by Brandis over and over and over again. Yeah. Right? He's beating him in the school, with uh, in cl- the classroom. He's beating him in, in smarts. Beating him in the showers. He's beating him in the showers. He's... Beating him in the rope climb. Yeah. He's beating him in the push-ups. He's beating him to the girl. Yeah. Winnie Cooper. Which, that's a whole other side story that we yeah. can talk about another day, but I don't get, but I don't get what Cellini's big deal is. Like, he beat him in the classroom because he answered a question, and like, Cellini was, was so, so offended. Yeah. How dare you upstage me? Like, would you start a fight and create like a mortal enemy because somebody answered a question, but I guess that shows who this guy is. Well, he's a bully. He's, he's had it out for him from the beginning yeah. for no reason. But the fact that he was, he got called, he basically got called stupid by the teacher because yeah. of, because of uh Barry Wary. But he got, he got called stupider than Barry. So yeah, it wasn't, right. it was like a backhanded compliment. It's like, Oh, Barry, yeah. I guess you're not a complete yeah. idiot, but he was, he was told to be made a fool of, but then they fought in the gym and yeah. Barry kind of whooped his ass there. So it's like, this guy is like sucks. Yeah, he's not very good, not is, very he? good is he? <laughs> he's not very good. That's why he's not the main villain. <laughs> but but when he was beating Barry, like not to skip around, but that scene was ridiculous. He was doing like, you know, when you fight somebody and you think that they're lesser than you, you kind of like take it easy on them. Yeah, you know, like you push them around. It's yeah. like oh, I'll punch this guy and I'll back up and kind of 
you do the Randy Orton, you're like taunting people. Yeah, right, right. You know, you, you, you push them around a little bit, maybe you fight them. No, he went straight for the freaking roundhouse. <laughs> he threw a roundhouse. He threw a roundhouse first. <laughs> you know how in all the, the katas and all of the different demonstrations yeah. at the tournament in the end, people are doing those kicks where they kick, they keep their leg up in the air for the entire time and they're just spinning around on their toe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he was doing that. He was doing like like bicycle kicks. <laughs> like Liu Kang. You would think that one would never do a bicycle kick in a real fight, but Chalidi utilizes <laughs> that move. He did. It's like that's a, that's how you know he's an amateur. He yeah. went. He dialed it to eleven immediately. Yeah. So, but yeah, like the, it's just the whole situation between those two. I don't really get it. And Winnie Cooper didn't even like Randy Cellini. It wasn't even a thing. No, she didn't even know he existed. I love the scene too. Randy Cellini and his boys hanging out watching just the cheerleaders practice. Yeah. But they were like performing for those guys, and they're just sitting there like so machismo, like <laughs> yeah, baby, do it again. Like it was so <laughs> ridiculous. But but seriously though, I mean, he, Barry has been training karate for like what three weeks? Three weeks. And this guy's been in Lee Stone's class for maybe years, for all we know. Right. And he got his ass kicked first day by right. A, the guy is not a he's not a competent villain. All right. I, I want to talk a little bit about this training montage, right? So let's back up a second. Barry's dad goes into a teacher conference with Miss Lee Chan, or uh, I forgot her name, Noreen Chan. Excuse oh, me. By the way, Barry's dad is Jeff Bridges' brother. <laughs> they got the lesser Bridges. <laughs> would it, would this movie have done better if Jeff Bridges was in it uh, instead of you? This is this is this is before Jeff started doing stuff yeah. like The Seventh Son and yeah. all these other weird movies. But so Jeff Bridges' brother is Barry's dad. He goes into a parent teacher conference because the teacher, Noreen Chan, is is very concerned about him. She has to try to help him. Yeah. This gives me to this weird subplot of them falling in love, right? I say old people falling in love because they're probably they're like, 35. They're like 35. Yeah. They're Careful, not much you're older almost than there. Us. Yeah. No, but it's like so that whole subplot. She takes him to meet her uncle who comes off basically off of a plane to come to America to help run this restaurant because her parents aren't with her anymore. Yes. So he is the new Mr. Miyagi. We'll just say it, right? Yeah. He comes and starts training Barry. He's training by throwing dumplings at his face. Yeah. Mr. Dumplings. It, it, this whole training montage prepared. was just a really interesting thing because it wasn't your typical montage. No, they cut it into certain uh, sections there. What did you think of the technique of this? Of, of cutting it into certain sections. Yeah, like you're seeing the progression. Yeah, I kind of liked it a little bit rather than having like the like the full-on music video, the three-minute music video yeah. or start start to finish. I kind of liked, you know, a little bit of training, scene, a little bit of training, scene, a little bit of training. I like that better. What did you think of the training methods? Oh, just handing the kid nunchucks and said, here you go, son. <laughs> Don't have hit your it. nuts out. Yeah, it's going to hurt when it hits you in the head and bam, he hits himself in the head. Yeah, I mean, he had him like walk on a on a railroad <laughs> with a nunchuck for balance. <laughs> he was doing some type of you know exercising some it, kata on top of a hill while he was gambling on the bottom with all the moms in the neighborhood. Part of me thinks this guy doesn't really know that much about karate, no. huh? Because the guy's drunk the yeah. whole time. The can guys, we? The guy's a drunkard. We're can, I'm pretty sure about that. Can we can we broach this subject because yeah. literally gives him some type of liquid? So Barry Barry has asthma, right? We've we've talked about this. He's trying to give him something. Barry has some asthma attack. He goes into oh, the hospital. So he has an asthma attack because he got friend zoned by Whitney, Co yeah, Whitney Cooper. Whitney Cooper. Yeah. He, she says, Randy Chilina basically says, she doesn't like you. She pities you. Yeah. And, and she, he asks and her right. out. And he's right. And she's like, no, Barry, um, I don't really like you like that. And he's like, oh, you said, you, he said you pitied me. 
And then he just starts. Yeah, and like, she goes. I, she goes. I worry about you, Barry. And that's yeah, that's I like yeah. You. Okay, she pities him. She does. Right. <laughs> so he can't take it. He goes home and has a panic attack. But he smashes his inhaler because yeah. he wants to beat it. Right. Yeah, he could beat it. <laughs> he definitely couldn't beat couldn't it. Beat it, did he? And they, they said that he didn't have scarring on his lungs, so yeah. maybe it's not in his. So head. The doctor lets us know that he's pretty much all in his mind. Yeah, <laughs> she said. She, yeah. she said that, and then Mister Lee comes in. And gives him some Vicks vapor rub. <laughs> he pulls out some Vicks. family recipe. He's yes. like, "Oh, Bristol yeah. Myers Squibb or whoever makes this stuff. It's an ancient family recipe <laughs> from GlaxoSmithKline." Guy's such an alcoholic, <laughs> man. I'll tell you what, this guy is definitely a drunk, right? Yeah. So later in the movie, he gives him some type of liquid. Yeah, and Noreen Chan says, "What is that stuff?" He's like, don't worry about it. It'll, It'll make him be feel fine. better. It'll make him feel better, he goes. <laughs> he needs a little confidence yeah. that way. Yeah. He needs to clear his lungs out. Yeah. Oh, my what, God. What, could, what, what green liquid do you know <laughs> that would give you confidence, clear your lungs out, keep you from coughing? He's feeding this kid absinthe through. Absolutely. Yeah. The kid gets a little bit more confidence, yeah. starts to get, you know, what's that movie with Jackie Chan, The Drunken Master? Drunken Master, yeah. He's loosened up a little bit, right? I definitely approve of this guy's methods. I yeah. definitely approve of them. He's feeding this kid alcohol. He's drunk himself. This it's this guy's a fraud, but it's working. It it's kind of like a placebo effect, you know? And acts like he knows some karate. Maybe he actually will learn a few things. And he did. He definitely he definitely does and, it. And we all know, like, he only needed to show his like uh, karate prowess one time in that small fight in the, in the gym. And we know that Chalini's not that good of a fighter anyway. Right. He kind of sucks. So like how much skill does he actually need? So for all we know. This Mr. Lee? Yeah, Mr. Lee? Lee. So this guy's named Mr. Lee, and... She's named Noreen Chan. And then there's Lee Stone. Yeah. Why, why is there two Lees? <laughs> Mr. Lee Stone. Why are we confusing ourselves? I don't know. Anyway. The teacher. <laughs> Call him the teacher. Yeah, yeah. Noreen's uncle. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't... Yeah, I don't think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> at all. Yeah. You don't think he knows what he's doing? No. Well, the other scene, too, when the biker gang comes over and takes over his restaurant... Yeah. He, he quote, unquote, pretends to be drunk. No, he was already drunk. Yeah, he was already drunk. He comes yeah. out and he's, like, carrying the, yeah. <laughs> the plate of food. Yeah, he did a little drunken master of himself there, yeah. That was a pretty awesome scene, by the way. So he's been training for all three weeks, maybe four maybe weeks. Maybe a month, who knows? Maybe a month. Yeah. He can breathe better. He doesn't have any more issues with his lungs. Gets into that fight in the gym that we've been talking about. Climbs the rope with <laughs> yeah, Chuck Norris's help. Climbs the rope. It's an iconic scene. That might be actually my favorite day, iconic day, scene. daydream scene. Yeah. Like, hey, man, we can do it. You can do <laughs> this, Barry. You can do it, Barry. You can do it, Barry. But Randy Cellini says, hey, buddy, you want a chance at me? Come get me at the Texas get Open at, Tournament. Get me at the Texas Open Tournament. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. That's Come like, get it was, me. It was pretty generic. It was, it was just like that. Yeah. But it's But, you know, if one had not seen this movie before... Yeah. You would think, hey, they're going to have a showdown, man. Yeah, they're, they're going to fight, fight right? It's going to be Ralph Macho and Billy Zapka all over again. It's going to be Crane Kick. Yeah. No bad way. Not at all. Not at all. Big disappointment. So we have four competitors. Uh, what is it? The the Kata, I think it's called. The Kata. Where it's just like uh, basically a choreographed dance move. Yeah, I mean, karate. there's a couple different times. Yeah, I'm I don't not, know. I don't, I don't, I don't a... mean to belittle it. It's like very, very beautiful. <laughs> it's uh, very beautiful. <laughs> there's uh, the weapons demonstration. Yes. There's the brick breaking. And then there's the sparring, right? Right. So so if Barry and Chalita are going to throw down, there's only one event, and it's the sparring. But they don't enter that tournament, do they? They don't enter that part, do how, they? Let me ask you, how do you 
just sign up for this thing. Isn't this seem like the type of organized event that you would have to sign up for six months in advance and yeah. you might even have to audition to get into yeah, it? Yeah, I think it would be like spots would be limited. They'll just let anybody like, in. Do your regional tournament. This <laughs> is like the equivalent of like if you just said, hey, I'm a football team. I want to play in Texas State yeah. Championship. Especially with something like brick breaking and sparring with people like black belts, right? You could get seriously injured right if you're just <laughs> an amateur walking it off the street they didn't do any type of tests at all like no. hey can you actually break bricks yeah because barry shows up like what if he couldn't break any what if he broke yeah. his arm in the thing yeah like could they sue him i don't know i guess that's what the waiver's for yeah they sign the waiver so they roll up to the line and it's like the biggest asshole of all time is is collecting registration forms this guy was so just douchey He's so snarky and it's just barry it's the teacher who somehow just knows this dance move that's really great that are Drunken uncle? Uncle? <laughs> Drunken uncle. Father? Yeah, uncle. I don't know. It's not her father. Totter. Yeah. And um, and the drunken chef himself. Um, so there's three of them. Let's sign up. Douchebag at the register says, oh, you need four people. Sorry. Get your fourth person. Get Go the find guy one. here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're allowed. Yeah. So who's going to be the fourth member, Drew? So Barry's away. He's watching the tournament. They said, "Don't worry, we'll take care of it. We're gonna, yeah. we'll, we'll sign us up. Yeah. Go, 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 yeah. check out the competition. Yeah, go check out the competition, right? Yeah. Barry's dad's there. They just happen to look up to this balcony. What do you know? Who's spectating the event? Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Because he probably sponsored the thing, right? Yeah. Which means it should be illegal for him to participate. It's like his tournament, basically. And I like how so the uncle, Mister Lee, comes out and he's like, "Oh man." There's Chuck. It's the boy's idol. We got to get him. Go ask him to be the fourth member. Like any other situation, that yeah. would be the most outlandish thing possible. Yeah. Chuck it, Norris seems like the only type of guy that would actually maybe do this. Nobody else would yeah. do it. So he's having like a very like in-depth conversation with like eight people. It's like a circle of people. Right. right? And they're like, he's like having a really like serious in-depth conversation. Gets interrupted by some lady who he doesn't know saying, excuse me, Mr. Norris. Can, can I talk I t- to you? Can I talk to you? Yeah, no, Chuck Norris, maybe he knows, he likes to get down. We don't know. <laughs> so he's like, hold on a second here. I got some work to do. That's um, where I say, at the end of the movie, he should have, I, I was expecting, no, if it was Steven Seagal in this movie, he would have stolen the stolen the woman. Oh, yeah. Right? Stole the wolf woman from, 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 from Bew. The, from the lumpy man, Bew. Bew Bridges. Bew Bridges. He's no. off playing on his computer. So Miss Chan asks him and he miraculously says yes i will do this i'll tell you why he said yes bad way but yeah but we we skipped why the real reason why and tell him why because earlier moments before the question was asked lee stone walks up to him and says hey man chuck norris he he gives him a psh, he gives him a psh, <laughs> he psh, so hard he that chuck him. norris mullet like flew back yeah. he basically said too bad you don't compete anymore i'd love to kick your ass yeah like he said that right to his face and chuck norris like Kind of like laughed it off, but in a way you knew it was digging at him. That's the that's the yeah. only reason, right? Oh yeah, that's the only reason why he competed. And you know what? It looks good to help the kid out too. Yeah, the smallest window where he got a chance to get hands on this asshole Joe Piscopo, he took it. He ran it. But I love how they show how he joins the team. Oh, the setup to where like yeah. Brandis sees him and basically doesn't know if it's a dream or not. Yeah, right? which it still could be. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. I'm still waiting. I'm still Scoping waiting to find out. the competition. Out. All of a sudden, he looks to his left, and boom, there he is sitting right next to him. He does like a quadruple take. Yeah. And then the, the, the one of the most famous and most iconic movie lines of all time, what do you say you and I go with this thing? I, I, feel I like, see that thing. I say that to this day, like to, yeah. like daily to, to be for the smallest of competitions. We both reference this, and nobody yeah. has any yeah. clue what I'm talking about. You say you and I go with this thing. It's like, yeah. that's so badass. And if that doesn't get you jacked up, yeah. man, if that doesn't want you to, if that doesn't get you to want to be with him, yeah. I don't know what does. So kids, 
dream has come true. doesn't matter what you do in the tournament. He is fighting alongside of Chuck Norris. So let's ask this question. Let's just flat out ask it. Is it fair? Absolutely not. Is it fair that Chuck Norris is joining this competition? Absolutely not. And if you're a, a, a competitor, yeah. I, I was going to say competi. I'm making up new words here. We tend to do that here. If you're a competitor and you see this dude signing up, like the, the guy at the counter doesn't even believe him. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, whatever. Norris, yeah. And he's like, you got a problem with that, son? <laughs> he's about to roundhouse kick yeah. this snarky He should have broken the table or something. He should have. I wouldn't be okay with that. But you can't because Chuck Norris is a nice guy. Yeah. Like, he's not a bad person. But you know, I mean, I guess it makes it a little more fair that he could only win sparring. He's not doing all the events. Yeah. If he's like, hey, you know, he's like your avatar. Like, he's just going to do everything he's for gonna you. He's going to do everything for you. <laughs> That's yeah. definitely not fair. But I would not be happy about that. Like, the guy he's fighting at one point, guy like almost gets knocked out of the ring and he looks yeah. like he's about to have a heart attack. Yeah, the guy's clearly overweight. So Chuck Norris enters the sparring portion of he's the like four killing man, these the four guys. person group. And he's like whipping everyone's ass, man. It's not. It's like it's clinical, but he's not. He's making sure not to hurt anyone. He's like being the Batman of sparring competitions, where it's like he's not killing them. Right, right. But he could, but he won't. So uh, the competition goes on. Ms. Chan does really well in the in the dance competition. Whatever. I'll tell you what. Lee Stone's caught a competitor. Yeah. Leaps and bounds better. Well, she got second place. She was she was great. Yeah. So um, so Frying Dragon, which is the name of Barry's team, you know. Gets second place there. First place in the brick breaking from uh, the Drunken Master. What do you do? Nine bricks? Eight bricks? I don't even remember. A lot of bricks. Barry does this nunchuck scene, which is super badass. Talk about iconic, man. Learn how to do the nunchucks and do them well. You, can you have anything more, like, I guess it's not more American, but <laughs> than like a, a 5,000 foot yeah. American flag like behind you? He's dressed like a white ninja. And when I was a kid, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Let's not... Uh, it is dreams he stresses yeah, right. away. <laughs> Not in real life. Yeah. No, but let me tell you, when I was a kid, you watch this. Yeah. This is like the ultimate scene. Like it makes you want to sign up. You like sign me up for karate right yeah, now. I'm gonna learn nunchucks so I can be this this white ninja in the scene. There's an amazing electric guitar behind yeah. him playing oh, this yeah. awesome riff. It's like squealing on on like a on a mountaintop electric guitar. He's doing the most insane nunchuck moves, and there's a gigantic American flag behind yeah. him. Oh yeah. But is that just what he's imagining? Like, he's yeah. imagining he's helping out with Chuck Norris in these other daydreams. Is he just, like, spinning the thing around? Yeah, he's spinning it around. He's probably drunk off of whatever Mr. Fake Miyagi gave him, right? <laughs> the absinthe. <laughs> or, or or my theory is he did do all that stuff. And, like, he blacked out, like, Will Ferrell in, uh, in old school. In old school. Well, he didn't know what he did. Yeah. Because like, it's kind of what happened. Because, like, he was doing his thing. It was really it was really Barry. Yeah. And then it cut to the dream sequence of the ninja getting really intense and doing everything. Super awesome. American flag, whatever, whatever. And then it cut back to Brandis, and it's over. And, like, he was, like, he had a stunned look on his face. Like, he didn't know what just happened. <laughs> yeah. So, so was it A, he was drunk, and he had a really poor score, and he was smacking himself in the head the whole time? He thought he was badass because he was daydreaming again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was A. Yeah. There's no B. There isn't a B. Or was it B? He really knew what he was doing. No, no, and no. And he blacked out like in a savant type way, like Will Ferrell. Like he didn't. He didn't know his own strength. He didn't know his own strength. Which no, one was it? It's definitely A. You know, you know why it's A? I'll tell you why it's A. Because after the fourth competition, when Chuck Norris pretty much dominates the entire field of the sparring competition, they're still tied at the end of the at the end of right. the thing. So, so they had to go to a tiebreaker. So if they got first in brick breaking, first in sparring. And second in the dance competition, how are how are they how are they tied? You right. know, right? It's because Barry got last place. He definitely did. He got last place. They didn't show what place he got. 
They, he was they, definitely he definitely had no clue what he was doing. The place erupted in yeah. cheers because they wanted to support the guy because yeah. they probably thought he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. And he's like hitting himself. <laughs> yeah. So it was a daydream that he did well. Total daydream. <laughs> oh my the god. The proof is in the, the, the standings, I feel. But um we gotta talk about the the showdown because they finally Norris and Piscopo meet. The classic uh, throwdown that we've been waiting ages to see is Joe Piscopo versus Chuck Norris. (laughs) I've been waiting all my life for this fight. I've been waiting all my life. Yeah, it's it's a little underwhelming. Did the flight the flight didn't lead up to the expectations? It's a little underwhelming. Um, He definitely cheats immediately. (laughs) He he tries to shake his hand and he immediately cheats. It's a good move, man. It's a good move. (laughs) Should have been paying attention. Should have been paying attention. Chuck Norris should have been paying attention. Don't sleep, buddy. Yeah. He, uh, he he taps his glove, hits him in the back of the head. People yeah. start booing. One point. One point, man. So is the entire, <laughs> is the entire crowd cheering for Chuck? It like, was like a wrestling match. It was a heel move. But do they know Do they know that Lee Stone is bad? Well, he clearly was disrespectful. And everyone wants Chuck Norris to win. Yeah, I mean, you're, he's a good guy. Yeah. It's, it's, you're rooting for John Cena, right? You're not yeah. going to root for, for the heel, right? Yeah. It's, I guess it's like that. So he hits him in the head, back of the head. Yeah. And then Chuck Norris just wipes him across the floor. Oh, yeah, he does. The best scene, though, the best part of that whole thing is like, what the hell was he doing on the last point? He gets so mad that he starts taking <laughs> off his gloves. He takes off. He takes off his shirt. Like, yeah. I, that's instant disqualification. No, the no, you, you get, take your gloves no, off. No, you get more points for that. So <laughs> he takes his shirt off. Yeah. The camera pans away. He's, he's dry, right? Yeah. And then it goes back to him and he's squeezing his pants. Yeah, man. He's, he's greasing himself up. That's how hard he's flexing, man. Dude. Instant perspiration. He is so greasy. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just instant grease. Top five greasiest man of all time. <laughs> who's got to be. Who sprayed him down? Yeah. Like, whose job was it to, like, spray him down there? What, they got fired. He was dripping too wet. Much, too much grease couldn't get off him. He was too greasy. They didn't want to lose a day, so they just shot it. He was so damn greasy. <laughs> they didn't have time for going to shower. They were losing daylight. So, so he just runs at Chuck Norris. It's like, you know, that's that's like in Ghostbusters when Ray's yeah. like, he's like, hold on, guys, I got a plan. Yeah. I got a plan. It's like, get her. Get her. <laughs> it's like, that was your plan? Yeah. He runs right at him. Like, what the hell was he thinking? Instantly gets kicked in the face, yeah. spun around like comically like a million times, which again, growing up, this was a staple of my childhood viewing. My brother and I would just make fun of this scene all the yeah. time over and over. It gets kicked, completely gets his ass kicked. Chuck Norris wins. It's a yeah. tie. They got to go to a tiebreaker. They got to choose somebody. We talked about this earlier about is it fair that Norris is in this tournament? I think it's got to be, yeah, it is fair because A, it's his tournament, right? And B, Chuck Norris can do what he wants. Right. And C, somebody had to put this guy in his place. Yeah, that's why No one else it. was doing it. Because he was... He, he would have won. He was being... like In the supercut of, of the two fights leading up to the championship, he was just... He was just cheaply beating everybody up, sucker punching people, hitting them when they were down, hitting them when the point was over. Dude, it was like it was like yeah. kickboxer. It was like Tong Po and kickboxer. Yeah. It, it, it was like Chong Lee in, in, in yeah. Bloodsport. He would have... He would have killed someone had like had they gone far enough. So somebody had to put this guy in his place. He absolutely wiped the Why floor with everybody. Norris? Yeah, I don't. I'm not upset that he lost. Yeah. So the last thing I really want to hit on this tournament is: was it cheap the way that that basically the Frying Dragon team won? So the Frying Dragon gets to choose the competitor, and the other teams, the Stone team, gets to choose the competition. Why didn't Stone 
make everybody happy and pick sparring yeah. so we could watch Randy Cellini and Barry fight. That would have been the best. That would have been the best. But who's to say, like, if they pick Cellini, what if what if they, they just pick they just pick Norris again? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. You know but they mean? did. Was it like a situation where it's like a, a coin toss, like in football, like you pick whether you want to kick or receive, yeah. and then they pick the goalpost that they want to defend. So if um if the frying dragon pick Barry, right, his counterpart would be Cellini. But who who's to say his counterpart is Cellini though? Why did they just pick Stone? Yeah, Stone Stone went the floor with him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they pick breaking. Pick breaking, and it's Cellini versus Barry, and this is the showdown, but it's not really a showdown because they're not putting hands on each other, which you is know, kind of a letdown. We talk about, you know, Stone being greased up. We talk about Stone. I mean, they don't call him Stone for nothing. He's he's pretty hard, yeah. right? He's rock hard. That's why they call him Stone. Yeah, rock hard. Randy Cellini, he's got a little bit of a heavy breathing situation here. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he gets his breaking power from. Yeah. He's, he's lining up on these bricks. And, you know, the famous line, right? There's a lot of famous lines in this. He's asked, ladies and gentlemen, he's asking for another he's asking break. for another the break. The mulleted, you know, Barry Melrose looking <laughs> announcer of this thing. He's like... Unsung hero of the movie. Yeah. The announcer. <laughs> the announcer. Yeah. I posted a picture on our Twitter page. It's so ridiculous, these guys. This movie is so 90s. The amount of mullets and, and just giant glasses is ridiculous. He chooses breaking. He doesn't break it. Stone's so mad. He says... If you're going to break something, you break it. I'll tell you. Yeah. Barry comes out. He's got to break it now. And he's got to break all of these bricks. got to break nine bricks. The kid couldn't even break a piece of wood three yeah. weeks ago. What the hell, man? Yep. Did he add one to make a tent? He he, I think they added another yeah. one. And Stone and Stone's like, oh, no way Never they're going to get it. this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what do they do to make it easier? Definitely cheating. Definitely cheating. Definitely Light cheating. Light it on fire. <laughs> Yeah, it looks cool, but where's the rule book, right? And everybody's standing by idly like, yeah. wow, that's awesome. That looks really cool. Look at that pretty light. Wow. That's that cheating. That's definitely cheating. The structural integrity of the bricks has been compromised, Drew. I love you. Want You guys want to know at home listening to this, if you're driving, whatever, wherever you are, how serious we take the research on this podcast. Yeah. Bad way before we podcasted here. He was sitting there on YouTube doing some some deep YouTube research yeah. on people breaking firing bricks. It was, I was like, for 20 minutes, I hadn't said anything. And Drew's like, can you look at this? I'm like, no, I'm busy. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was looking up to see if it really was made it more difficult or not to use fire and bricks. And there are YouTube videos of idiots using fire and bricks to break. I like how the one but, you watch, like the guy broke it. And you're like, yeah. wow, that was pretty awesome. And then you hear the guy's fire alarm. <laughs> the fire alarm started going off. I'm fully yeah. expecting the guy's house yeah. to burn down in the background. So most of the YouTube commenters would comment and say that it, you idiot it makes it easier why is that cool so this is what we have here we have the cheating frying dragons using chuck norris and using fire now i don't think it's cheating to use chuck norris but i do think it's cheating to use fire and, do you uh, think he would have broke it without the fire hell no no <laughs> fire definitely helped maybe it was a confidence thing and i maybe the lesson like the, the point of it was maybe lost on us and a lot of people because it was kind of confusing yeah was the fire supposed to be like it's so scary for him that maybe it'll help him like, just do it break through it yeah maybe i don't know, I don't know. it certainly didn't make it more difficult it definitely made it easier <laughs> yeah 100 percent made it easier so in any event he wins uh, you know everybody's happy he wins stone's pissed Cellini can't believe it yeah you know Gives them the, the, the head slap. <laughs> the head slap is the best <laughs> Slow part. motion head slap. They win. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris bolted, by the way, after he beat Stone. Yeah. He was out of there. He was out. He was outside in his like karate, uh, not in his karate, in the black trench coat, yeah. the Seagal outfit. Yeah. And that was it. He's out. 
Barry wins. They're happy. Where do we go from here? So, yeah, after like a brief conversation on, on the bench, like he's gone. And he disappears leads like Batman. To, leads me to ask, was he even there? No. <laughs> Is this a Han situation? I mean, yeah, again? that's like the age-old question that I've always wondered. And I, you know, like when you watch a movie like this, you can look it up online, see what other people yeah. are saying. There's nothing on the internet about this movie. This movie like doesn't exist for like 80% of the population. Right. And it blows my mind. Well, I feel so, like it's only people our age that yeah, know about this. So I can't get a lot. I couldn't pull a lot of answers. As, I can't get an answer to this question. So I'd like to ask you, the viewers, or viewers, the listeners, <laughs> the viewers. I mean, you can watch us. Was Chuck Norris there for that tournament? I mean, if you've seen this movie, if you're childhood, if you grew up watching this movie, please write us in and answer this question. Was he really there? Or was it all in Barry's head? Was it one last dream? And really, he won that shit. Maybe he beat up Stone. Right? I feel like the whole movie's a dream. That There's no way that could happen. <laughs> My life is a dream yeah. if that's true. Oh, man. No way. No, I think it, I think the tournament really existed, but I'm not sure that Chuck Norris was really there. I feel like it was one last daydream, but it was like he actually did it. You know what the daydream was? Barry sitting in the audience watching it, pretending he was doing it. <laughs> that's what that it would was. be so pathetic, please. <laughs> like, we would have gotten nowhere in the movie. We would have gotten nowhere. So they, had the, they never got their fourth member, so they no. were disqualified before yeah. they even started? No, he never even went. He saw the he flyer went. in the back of the magazine, and oh that's it. Oh, my God. He, he, just, he never trained. He just went there. Dude, that's too dark. That's, that's too, too dark. dark for me. Yeah, we can't go there. No. We can't go No, he there. did it. He got that trophy, man. The trophy was real, damn it. Yeah. Oh, my God. So now that we, we talked about how it won, I want to see, like, how does this hold up for you? Really quick, yeah. before we get out of here. Does it hold up? Yeah, so so we did this. We don't do this often where we watch the movie and immediately podcast right after it. So we watch it together. We don't usually watch the movies together. So we're sitting here and it's like, I don't know, it's like eight o'clock before the movie. We didn't even start the movie yet. Yeah. And I'm like kind of dreading it because I haven't seen it in a while and I'm not sure if it's like it'll hold up or not. So in about like three minutes flat, I was like, all right, I'm into this. <laughs> he turned right to yeah. me. He's like, dude, I'm in. I'm in. I'm into this. This is not a chore anymore. This is I'm watching this movie. and This is great. Yeah. And it was, it held up. It totally did. Like, I, I, yeah, it's super cheesy. And yeah, it's poorly acted, except for like Brandis. Brandis is actually a good he, actor. He's really good. Yeah. Piscopo was overacting, but I feel like he was doing it on purpose. It worked. Yeah, it was worked. It worked for the movie. So I, I enjoyed it. Like, I was right back to my childhood. I was right back there again. Total yeah. feel, nostalgia feels. I want, I want to try something new here on this show. We link to the post here. If you're listening to this, go to our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. There's a post for this page. Leave us in the comments what your history is with this movie. Does it hold up to you? If you want to send it to us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at thelastrowpod. But go to the comments section on this page for our, for our post here and let us know what you think of this movie. Because I, I think it holds up pretty damn well to me. I mean, yeah. I it's like an hour and a half plus and it felt like 15 minutes to oh, me. Yeah. like it was really fast i think yeah. the pacing is actually very good to it me. is because there's so many daydreams breaking up the the real scenes and it's like it, it really does fly by not so a lot of not a lot of filler yeah so before we get out of here we got another email this week that i want to just touch on because i think it's pretty funny this this one comes from kim i'm assuming kim is a girl could it, be a guy it could be a guy i know guys named kim but i'm assuming this is a this is a female listener she says, hey, guys, I want to let you know that I'd be happy to buy your tickets if you two would promise to go see Fifty Shades Darker together. Where do I sign up? Get your Venmo. And please get a better restaurant than Red Robin. Endless Cheddar Bay biscuits over bottomless fries all day. Red Lobsters. <laughs> I'll take you to Red Lobster. Take me to Red Lobster. But see, the is question it is... Is endless shrimp? See, will Kim, will Kim pay for our Red Lobster meal, too? You gotta pay for it all, because man. Because then we, then we really have a good date. That's like one of those dating shows. Like, what was the... Studs? 
Was yeah, it, studs. Dating show studs. Yeah, I remember it's like that. You, they'd pay for dinner and a movie, man. Yeah. Kim, I'll take you up on that yeah. offer. <laughs> you want to say? I mean, hell, we're going to probably go watch yeah. this together anyway. We got a podcast to do here. Yeah, why not want to make some money on it? Come on, Venmo. Come on. We also Hit got an awesome tweet from a friend and listener to the podcast, Chris O. He sent us this amazing Last Action Hero pinball machine on Twitter. Well, we retweeted it. Go I check it out. I didn't even know that existed. That's awesome. It looks awesome. I didn't need that for Last Row Studios <laughs> here. That's I need to have that. You know, my favorite pinball machine of all time was the Terminator 2 one. Yeah, where that's the, awesome. Where the starter is the gun. Yeah. You like shoot the gun in the pinball. There, there was an awesome one that I used to play. And it's like back in the day, Shaq was like a big, you know, player yeah he had his own brand of like toys and yes. stuff the shack brand there was toys, a yeah. shack pinball machine oh yeah i remember that one too it was oh, yeah. at the mall that, that was great was by our house yeah and i used to go there and play that game it was awesome yeah, the fun attic it was so cool oh, and yeah. the pinball looked like a little basketball yeah it was amazing it was awesome so anyway and we also got an itunes review this week we are like dangerously close to this split is your back going to be okay by this time that doesn't matter i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it anyway we're at like 44 right now so we're only six away from this split so pinner or piner <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Two ends, Pinner. Zero one zero zero one. Is he a robot? I don't know. I don't know. He must be a robot. The best podcast out there. The Roadhouse episode is so funny. All episodes are great. Exclamation points. Good luck not pulling a groin trying the splints. Ouch. <laughs> Safety warning. Do not get your jeans wet before trying. That is that's a definite. <laughs> See, I know this person's listening to our show. Yeah. This is this is a, a longtime listener here. Can't wait to hear that audio. Not the top rated podcast, but who cares? Hey, man. <laughs> We're not the top rated. Oh, man. Why'd you got to give us backhanded compliment? <laughs> We're not the top rated. All right. I'll take it. We are all about fun. They do not make podcasts like this See, anymore. That's, that's how I know. He knows. He this knows is us. a long-time listener here. Long-time listener. Yeah. First time. Thanks, Pinner. I know you get it. Reviewer. <laughs> Thank you to, to Pinner for leaving that iTunes or review. We'll, we'll keep Piner. Thanks to Piner. That would be one end if it was Piner. Yeah. Thanks to Pinner for leaving that yeah. iTunes review. Thanks to everybody that took the time to left un- leave an iTunes review. We're at 44 right now. Six away from that split, man. Yeah, man. Are you stretching? I could do it. I don't stretch. I don't need stretch. I don't need stretch. You're not going to stretch. I could just do it. Are you even going to stretch before you try it? No, nah, I'm just going to do it. You're just going to do no it? No problem. No problem. <laughs> if you haven't had a chance to leave us an iTunes review, head out to iTunes, search for The Last Row Podcast. You can find it on our website at thelastrowpodcast.com. You can leave us an iTunes review. We very much appreciate it. We'll give you a shout out on the show. Thanks to everybody that's done so. If you want to go to our Twitter page, it's Twitter at The Last Row Pod, Facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod, Instagram too. We've been putting a lot of content out on there very much lately. So keep an eye out for more. So I think that about does it, Badway. I guess we'll see you guys next week. Tell you what. Why don't you and I go win this thing, huh? Chuck Norris? Yeah.